0: It's really, really weird how I can remember my experiences as a teenager so clearly in my mind. And one of my first experiences um, and memories that I have stuck in my head is being a 12-year-old girl running down the road from my school, being chased by a gang of boys who went to the school that was near, like down the road from our girls' school, um, and we were having a water fight. And they were throwing these like, you know, balloons full of water at us and we were ducking and it was a hot summer. And I was carrying a box of one pound chicken and chips, which used to be like the ultimate after school deal. And yeah, I was immersed in my childhood. And suddenly I got this thought flashing through my head. What do my legs look like? Can people notice my legs? I'm not wearing tights. Am I hairy? Are my legs fat? And it was completely nonsensical because, you know, that wasn't the focus of anyone's attention. But something in me kind of woke up and I realized that people were going to start to focus on these things. And I couldn't make sense of it. (laughs) So here I am at 24 years old, still trying to make sense of it. My childhood felt cut short at the age of around 13 years old. I suddenly felt this huge pressure to sexualise myself and become a woman before I was ready. There are a number of issues behind this. But today I'm gonna be focusing on the outcome of those pressures and how they affected me as a teenager moving into a young adult. I'm joined today with one of my oldest and bestest friends, Ariana. She is open-hearted and honest, and we're so lucky to have her here to share her story. We both had very different experiences of body image issues. And I think it's really important to share a conversation where we delve into the nuances of how these issues can occur for young women today. Now, a lot has changed since we were teenagers, so it's going to be very reflective. I hope you enjoy, and I hope you can take something away from it and learn that if you are a bit younger, and if you are just moving into young adulthood, there's no hurry to understand who you are, all these issues, and they might be there, and they might proceed to hurt Help. you, but... We want to encourage open and honest discussion about body image issues, regardless of your gender, regardless of your sexuality and regardless of your age. This conversation does predominantly focus on women, but we truly believe that anyone can join in and listen. Thank you for taking the time out to stop in again. and welcome back to another episode with me, Emily, here at the Wonky Adult Handbook, your favourite podcast for failed adults chatting about their lives. Today I have with me Ariana. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. How
1: is you? How is oh, everyone?
0: Good. I'm good. I think we're all good. We're kind of creeping out of this pandemic now, which is really 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 needed I think
1: thank god I can't wait to get back to work
0: (laughs) I've been born stiff I know I, I think everyone's feeling a little bit stiff at the moment and just yeah not very human so it will be good to finally get some freedom and hopefully some sunshine as well
1: yeah
0: okay um so for context um I've known Ariana for how many years have we known each other like 10 11 years now
1: oh i have no idea. i'm not great at maths oh. <laughs> we met in the first year of secondary school I know. um so how long would that be now
0: <sighs> literally
1: <after> god <laughs> <laughs> maths sorry maths come on you gotta be 12 years
0: 12 years 12 years we've known each other
1: 12 years
0: 12 years yeah. yeah okay we're just gonna say that for the sake of it no one's gonna take us up on it right
1: no <laughs> And don't look up um, my maths grade either, because that B might be overambitious. You've got... Mate, I'm not even... <laughs> I think it, it might have been a C. <laughs>
0: I'm. This is this is literally meant to be a podcast where we just own our failures, and there's no way I'm telling anyone what I got at Mathematics GCSE. I've got oh, mathematics I own
1: all my failures, don't worry. I am one big fail,
0: <laughs> so it's um, fine. <laughs> you're our perfect guest then. That's exactly what we Yes. Do. Perfect. I've been wanting to do this with Ariana for ages now, so... I'm very, very happy to be here and, yeah, being able to just have a good old chat about our experiences as teens. Um, So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about body image um, and just reflecting a little bit on how those ideas have shifted since we've transitioned from wonky teenagers to wonky adults, because I think we can both definitely agree that we were very wonky teenagers. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) Very wonky indeed. <laughs> yeah, we we went through every single phase together. We we were emos at one point. I say an exclamation marks emos. We we didn't do it very well. Like it was very over. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh god no. <laughs> yeah, the, the very heavy. I remember Ariana used to literally um just like paint under her eye, and I used to do like the blue eyeliner. It was such a vibe. Oh no, worse than that,
1: I used to colour in my whole lid with black eyeliner.
0: Not eyeshadow,
1: eyeliner. It was tragic, and it would smudge everywhere, and it it
0: wasn't a good time. We have glowed up, I feel like it's fair to say. We have definitely glowed up.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't look much different,
0: <laughs> but really? I have definitely glowed up a little bit. We look back at those photos, and we actually look so upset with ourselves. <laughs> like, we're literally like, our heads actually just look at we look at those photos and think, Jesus Christ, what were we thinking? <laughs> And you know, like the really high up phone we used to have, like we used to have, it was before Blackberries, it was the, the slide up ones, the flip-up ones, where you just hold it up. Oh, what Apple. were they called? Like Samsung, the pink ones. Everyone had yeah, Yeah, they were sick at the time. I was they so- were,
1: and I used to download like all my music. I had like so many yeah. songs on my phone and we'd all <laughs> congregate in the uh, the secret garden.
0: <laughs> oh my god, no clue
1: stone. The <laughs> secret garden where everyone went to. Um <laughs> not very I used to like share my music with everyone and it was just a lot of a lot of Kanye West actually Yeah, Kanye West and Screamo (laughs) very odd mix
0: you were like a Bluetooth hotspot for everyone at a point I swear yeah
1: I did yeah (laughs) I was the one that you came to for the tunes but only if you were like a
0: cool emo or you know a loser emo like I was (laughs) full disclosure none of our friends were cool emos (laughs) no (laughs) Us included. (laughs) It's so weird though, because we did put so much like, I don't know, focus onto our body image, like our appearance at the time. Like we were so focused. No, and we still looked like trash. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in 10 years time, we're going to look back and be like, yeah, that wasn't working, the 20s, like what were we doing? Like.
1: I think on some level, we always do that because I look at some things that um, I wore or like different makeup trends or hairstyles that I tried literally a couple of years ago and I think what was I thinking how did I ever leave the house like that how did yeah, I it, ever let anyone see me <laughs> looking like that
0: yeah but I just think was,
1: we're, we're always constantly changing and as long as you feel comfortable at the time
0: yeah but it's fine I think that's it really isn't it it's quite experimental and you, you need to go through those phases of like allowing yourself to look a bit awful in order to figure out what you want and who you are like one thing I'll say about us is I don't feel like at our school we weren't repressed with our style at all like we we had the freedom to just explore like everyone kind of explored their own style and like you know it was we didn't have a very strict dress code I mean we had a dress code Mm. that no one followed but yeah (laughs) yeah it's really interesting like I mean
1: um, I kind of I agree and disagree with that I think we were very free in being able to um express ourselves how we wanted but the only reason that I disagree is well it's going to be something that we go into more into the podcast I think but um I found it really hard to actually get clothes and stuff in my size to express myself the way that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, So often I wore things that didn't really fit me (laughs) just because I wanted to look like that or I'd buy something that was in my size but wasn't necessarily my style. So I was very lost, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, luckily now, I mean, I'm still a bigger girl now and I think I always will be, but I've definitely found like, my style now, and I know what clothes I like to wear and what I think I look good in.
0: I feel like I'd say your style is definitely a big part of who you are.
1: Oh, definitely, because, I mean, I I would never have had the confidence to wear um, the stuff that I wear now, say, mm-hmm. even, even five years ago, um, oh, wow. because I wear a lot of I wear a lot of out there bold clothing now um, and as long as I feel comfortable in it I really don't care what anyone else thinks and I used to be so obsessed with you know other people's opinions of me um, and I'd be like oh no I can't wear that because she'll say this. About <laughs> I have this really big oversized fluffy hot pink coat right and it is hideous I'm not gonna sit here and say it is amazing it is bloody dreadful but I absolutely love it and I will not get rid of it if I wear it out and someone goes what the hell are you wearing I'd be like well if you don't like it just be glad that you're not wearing it because I
0: look sick (laughs) right I love that I love that energy man but when when do you think that shifted for you like when do you what was that What was that turning point of of, because you're right like you're very into your style like you you will make those bold bold choices like I love your style but it's It's not not for you know what
1: I think it is I think where I kind of um not repressed my style but where I couldn't really express myself the way that I wanted because I was so um because I was so big and just so worried about what other people thought Um, I think after a while, when people started, you know, actually liking me for who I was as a person, um, I became more confident to be the person that I actually wanted to be. So I've got a friend now, um, called Shauna. I know that she won't, um, mind me mentioning her, but she cannot stand the way that I dress. (laughs) Um, because I I have um, a lot of frills going on in my wardrobe at the minute like really granny really granny frills (laughs) but I love it and every time I wear something um she goes like I'm not walking into Sainsbury's with you wearing that (laughs) and I was like well I'm not going home and changing so (laughs) and she's like "Oh, just keep your coat on and I'm like well (laughs) okay I'll keep it on but but no, like, honestly, I don't, I, I think it all changed when I just became a little bit more confident in who I actually was as a person, and more confident in knowing that people really didn't actually care what you looked like, as long as you were a nice person.
0: It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Was there like an event that shifted your focus? Because, yeah... You- you say like I completely agree I think like often one one of the things I talk about is aura if someone gives up you know there there are those people that maybe objectively you wouldn't find that attractive but they have an aura Mm. and you're like oh my gosh like I really fancy you or I really like being around you or I think you're really beautiful oh yeah yeah,
1: definitely Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think that I think what started that for me was um starting working in a pub um because when I started working in a pub I had absolutely no choice but to you know talk to people and act confident whereas you know I was I was crapping my little knickers <laughs> or you know my big granny knickers behind the bar <laughs> um and you know I was so scared and petrified of talking to people because I was like these people are going to come in and see me pretty much every day you know the regular people. Um, And I have to make a good first impression. Um, But then once I started getting to know them and, you know, I was seeing them every day and they they became more like my friends than my customers. I really kind of eased into myself and it became really natural to just be myself. And they still loved me. I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to sound big headed when I say, when I say this, but I'm liked by, pretty much every customer that comes into my pub. Yeah, you're
0: queen of that pub. I
1: I really am. (laughs) I really am. I am queen. I wear a tiara. I go I go in and everyone's like, oh Aru. And you know, it is nice. It's nice having, I'm not gonna lie, it is nice having that attention because I'd never had that before. Um and I think it was actually the amount of attention that I got when I started working in a pub that made me feel really confident. Because, you know, I had I had loads of people showing an interest in me and, you know, not not even just personality wise. I mean, there were loads of people that actually found me really attractive. And that was so weird for me uh, because I'd never experienced anything like it. And I found the attention really odd, but also really satisfying, which I know is is not a great way to look at it but it's definitely made me it's definitely made me so much more of a confident person now
0: see you say it's not a great way to look at it but is that just because there's this idea imposed on us that we shouldn't we shouldn't own our confidence and our sexuality and we should be really humble and we like I often feel like as a woman like especially because I've done hospitality like I mean like I put my hat off to you like for context like Ariana's like She's managed like pubs completely on her own. Like she's really, really like done way more of it than me. And she's like invested, like she's done events with it. Like you're so good at your job, genuinely. Like I've oh, never you. worked your ability, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> but I think one thing that really stands out to me is you are friends with your customers. And I think oh, actually, yeah. like, would you say, I don't want to impose this idea onto you, but just as a question, like, because you're having such personal relationships, that's what's building your confidence so it's not like you're being fake it's not like you're kind of just no. into a room you're oh, no, not you're at all. intimately like you so that oh makes yeah you maybe feel settled in yourself a-
1: absolutely because I know that as soon as I set foot into work as soon as I step through those pub doors I am completely myself when exactly. I did first start I did fake the confidence and I, I don't know how I did it but I just did <laughs> it came naturally Adrenaline. <laughs> I literally I did I I literally faked it until I made it I know it's a very cliche saying to say but I did and for me it worked um, because I am now 100% myself and luckily most of my customers like me obviously you're always gonna have um one or two people that don't like you you're never going to please everyone never not in terms of your personality, appearance, nothing. Um, but I have gained so much more respect and love from other people by being me, and it's the best feeling in the world to know that all these people like me for who I am. You know, if I do, if I do go into work, and you know, I'm. Um, Like a little bit heavier or a little bit lighter or you know I haven't got my makeup on one day or you know I haven't washed my hair for a few days and I've got it up in a bun people will still treat me exactly the same and it's because they knew they know who I am underneath
0: I love that that's really beautiful
1: I love it too it's great I I can't believe it's taken me so long to find that confidence but also
0: you got it from work, yeah, yeah. which is so rare. Like so many people don't feel like that at work. Like I, I yeah. don't know, like I I don't think I've ever felt like that at work. And I think, you know, it takes a certain skill to be able to really work with people. Like my job involves me working with people in a in a slightly different way. Um yeah. but yeah, I found the same thing actually, and it does link to body confidence because when I started my work uh recently, I've been um I realized like, I, you know, I put on a high-pitched voice and I was kind of like, cause I'm working um, in healthcare at the moment um, and yeah. so I'm around people quite a lot. Um, and I put, I put on a high-pitched voice and I go like, oh yeah, like how can I help you? And people don't respond to that cause they, they kind of yeah. recognize that it's in And obviously it comes from a place of, you know me not feeling secure enough to like use my deeper voice and have that conversation and, you know just, just be on a level with them. Um, yeah. but when I see them responding to me in a positive way that feeds back and it completely changes the way that I see my appearance like yeah. I'll come into work and I mean for- I, it's exactly the same for me I mean like talking about um you
1: know changing the way that you see yourself I mean I I used to get really insecure and bothered about people making comments about my weight and um you know, just like my appearance in general, like I've I've always been a nail biter, and I I still to this day get very embarrassed about having my hands in photographs and stuff like that. Um, but I can't help it; it's a habit that I've had since I was little. And um, something as simple as getting my nails done, just so that they don't look bitten, literally changes me. It changes me into a whole new woman. Honestly, I cannot. I cannot tell you how much it changes and also like with body image and stuff like I've always been a bigger girl and always been conscious of what people would say about my weight whereas now because I'm myself and yeah like that I still don't really like my weight but I know that it's not changing anytime soon <laughs> because I'm lazy <laughs> um and i make i'm the one making a joke out of my weight now and people will laugh with me rather than at me and, you. and i think i think that again is one of the best feelings in the world as well knowing that i can have problems with with my appearance but i can also laugh about it whereas you know this time 10 years ago someone could tell me that, you know, I have horrible nails and I'd be crying in my bedroom for a week.
0: Like. <laughs> I feel what, think what's really key is like, where's the laughter coming from? And maybe in the past, it might have come from a place of, I'm going to make this joke so no one else can make it, which is almost like a reflex. Whereas now it's, do you know what? I'm comfortable in my skin. And I make this joke because I know actually on the whole, I am enough. And I think this idea that we need to like love our appearance all the time is a little bit toxic. I've said it in other episodes, like this idea that we need to adore everything about us. You know, I don't, I don't adore everything about myself physically. I don't. Nobody
1: does. And I think, I think that's one of the most important things. You could look at someone like the way that I used to look at you right and just think this person is literally perfect they have lovely hair they have lovely eyes they have a lovely smile they're slim they're they've got nice boobs you know they've got a fantastic bum um still, still to this day your bum drives me crazy I'm not gonna lie to you sorry Jack <laughs> my boyfriend Jack I'm sorry um I win on us you do well I mean I don't know I'm a close second but um Yeah, like I just, I remember thinking about people like that and then comparing myself to them and going like, you are literally perfect. How can you think that you're not? And, you know, you've always struggled with um, issues with like your appearance and that. And I go, you're crazy. Like, why do you think that? But, you know, you could see the most perfect girl or perfect person in the world. And they will still point out something that they don't like about themselves, right. like everyone will, because nobody likes themselves a hundred percent. And if you do, way to go! Round of applause, standing ovation.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, like, obviously we've had, yeah, we we you know we look very different. We have different experiences, um, and. As I like when we were in secondary school, I think it's fair to say, in terms of body image standard, this would have been around like the early 2000s. The body type that was in, well, at least for you know, the society that we were in and the values that we were around, like culturally, was you know, very skinny, slim legs, slim arms, big tits. Arse wasn't really in, I don't think, from what I remember. Like (laughs) that was kind of the look. Um, And I was a very slim girl, but. I felt for very different reasons, like quite pressured to be you know sexy at quite a young age. I felt yeah. sex-wise at quite a young age um for a, a number of experiences, you know, I experienced a lot of it like traumatic sexual experiences, which I will not yeah. go into in this episode but um, no. <laughs> they um but we'll get there hopefully um but they kind of yeah informed the way that I thought I should be seeing myself. Um, and do you know what like I put my hands up like I was privileged like I was a slim girl like that my I wasn't being targeted by the world I wasn't being you know I I was in the media I was represented and it's in that sense like yeah I I should have been more confident but I didn't feel it, like I felt very young. And one of the things that I really experienced, like especially when I was going through puberty, because I had this pressure on me to feel sexy and to feel like I needed to grow up and be a woman was, why do I have stretch marks? Like, why am I not forming properly? Why am I not growing properly? So this weird transition between childhood and teenagehood was like taking place and I felt very muddled in who I was. And I think often I projected that out in a way that was almost quite attention seeking. You know, I was very attention-seeking when I was a child. Oh, me
1: too. Me too. Like, looking back, I used to think that, you know, I I hated the attention and um, I didn't think of myself as an attention seeker. But actually, the reason that I got so annoyed when people told me I was attention-seeking was because I was. I was seeking attention. I wanted people to find me attractive. I wanted people to, you know, respect my appearance. And now, like, my mindset has just changed so much. I don't care at all what people think about my appearance at all. I'd much rather them like my personality and find me hideous. Like, I really, I obviously, well, I don't want people to find me hideous. (laughs) But if I'm not their type or, you know, they don't necessarily find me attractive, cool. Cool beans. I literally don't care. As long as you like me as a
0: person, cool you know what it's really interesting though because what I was gonna ask in relation to that was your your body type is a lot more in the media now like you know you've got a stunning body like you're very let me let me say my piece like really like the second belly is in girls the second um, belly is in (laughs) like you're really really attractive like and Thank you. yeah you're not perfect I'm not perfect but you are very attractive like I find you beautiful like honestly and you've always been like I've always thought you were stunning you know all it's interesting how you speak about like all of these insecurities you had to speak because I definitely had them towards you and you know the other friends that we had at the time but is it interesting now to see like you know how the focus has changed and shifted and obviously this idea of your body type is you know it's when I say you're it's they want a curvy girl that's almost unattainable but taking that away like yeah is that is that interesting for you to reflect on and go oh wow like you know how how almost how um flippant it is like how yeah. and how much we will latch on to it the ideas and yeah things. i mean i think i think obviously
1: when i see a bigger girl like in the media like if i'm watching tv and i see like a plus size model um like advertising for clothes like so for example like River Island and stuff like that they've come out with like plus size sections and I'm like yes go bigger girls um and it does it makes me feel great but also on the flip side for some reason um it doesn't quite sit right with me and I think the reason is because Well, for two reasons. A, we've been subject to this one ideal body type for so long that seeing something else is very strange. Um, But also, I, I do tend to feel that most of the time the portrayal of a curvier woman in the media is a little bit forced. Like, I feel like they are kind of doing it just to satisfy the bigger girl and yeah to tick a box exactly rather than because they actually want to support people you know who do carry a few extra pounds or um whatever and like you said before a lot of the curvy um and you know bigger models that we do see their bodies are very different from the ones that we used to, but it is still very, it's still very much a niche. It's not very much, it's not really an attainable body. Exactly. Um, Because, you know, I look at these bigger girls and think, yeah, I'm closer to their size, but I look nothing like that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And I'm sure that on the other side of the spectrum, when, you know, a slimmer person like yourself, would see a slim another slim woman in the media you would think their body is amazing but like I don't look like that why don't I look like that what can I do to make myself look like that and you're just kind of fighting to gain this body that realistically you're not really gonna have your body can only do so much and no matter what you do to it you know no matter what your diet is exercise whatever yes you can change your body but everyone's body is different and it's never going to look exactly like someone else's
0: but why should we have to change it as well like you're completely right I look at you know I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this but um my boyfriend like follows a lot of fitness models and I follow fitness models and we kind of joke about it and we joke about the fact that like you know, they, they look, they're amazing and they're hot and yeah, they're, they're fascinating to us because mm. we don't look like them, right? um But, and this is not his fault at all, like just like my own internal um, feelings towards that is is generally quite, they I feel quite low sometimes because I'll go mm. like, yeah, like, of course, like I'm slimmer and of course, like, you know, I am represented in the media to an extent. And I am, you know, like, I'm not being targeted, but also I, I'm never gonna look like these girls. Like, unless I went on this crazy restrictive diet, which completely destroyed my mental health. Yeah, like, unless I went on a crazy restrictive diet, I wouldn't be able to attain that. And, you know, you've got to enjoy your life. And yeah, like, be kind to your body and respect your body. That's something that I've really learned over the years. Yeah. Like When I when I was facing, you know, these feelings of, you know, I need to be more, I need to feel more sexualized. I need to feel more like a woman. Like, why don't I feel like a woman? I, I feel almost my experiences have made me feel quite invaded. And like, I, I have to like strengthen myself. And the only way that a young teenage half child knows how to do that <laughs> is, through copying what they see from other women. And the only women that Mm. I had to look at because Instagram wasn't around at the time and Facebook wasn't that big, was the media. Um, So I wasn't seeing photos of people apart from like on MySpace and Bebo, but you know, we didn't have like access to as many, to as as much information of real people. So when I went online, it was to look at something that was unattainable. And often that did make me feel very conflicted about the way that I looked. and i I just wasn't letting myself be a child, like I wasn't allowing yeah. myself to have a childhood and to you know really sit in the body that I had at the time and I think that is something that's very common you know for yeah. a lot of young women and um a lot of people found it hard to understand what I was going through, you know there was a time where I completely isolated myself from you and everyone because i was I was dealing with an eating disorder, and you know I was barely eating yeah. I got down to six and a half stone and it got to a point where I was so nasty to be around and I felt so angry at everyone around me for, you know, ostracising me for for acting the way that I was. Because, you know, when you're a when you're a teenager, you don't know your friend's having any eating disorder. You just see your friend snapping at you and being a bully and being unkind. So I completely isolated myself from that and, you know, had to navigate that issue on my own. But the thing that really triggered me was looking around and seeing all of these people my age having fun and and just being young and i felt yeah. like i'd been aged because of my experiences and like I, yeah. I was in a completely different place and i wasn't vulnerable and i you know i didn't have any sorry not not vulnerable but i wasn't innocent anymore and you know that somehow that made me feel less worthy so the only way that i could make myself feel worthy was to attain to what men wanted because i yeah. felt so angry and conflicted at men for doing what they you know for treating me the way they had um, and I think that's really informed, you know, a lot of my early adult days and experiences. And that's been something that's been really key in my development as a young adult. And it's been something yeah. I've really been really trying to work around. It's interesting because it's completely different to, yeah, like it's, we have such nuanced experiences. Yours is to do with your weight and the way people, you felt people treated you because of your weight. Whereas, Mine's to do with ex- like just experiences that I had yeah. in re- like relationships. So okay, <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah,
1: I don't know if I've told you this, but me and my current partner actually met online, um, and well, it's you know, I estimate. we d- we only <laughs> yeah we only had um, a couple of photos to go by. Like we had each other's Instagrams and you know stuff like that um and I was really worried that I would you know meet up with Jack and he'd be disgusted by what I actually looked like um Don't be and scared. you know I was I, w- I was even worried about meeting up with him and like not recognizing that it was him you know just walking straight past him and yeah, going yeah. oh I couldn't see you <laughs> um but you know what when we first met up it was it was just incredible it was like we had been friends for years because obviously we'd been, me. we'd been talking online for god knows how long um and when we did meet up I wasn't even conscious about what I looked like once I'd seen him because it was just like being with a best mate um and even down to like that that just shows me it's really not down to how you look it's about the kind of person you are
0: completely I have that completely with yeah with my boyfriend like we are really quite ugly in front of each other sometimes like (laughs) really like and I've I've you know when when you get yeah when you get to a point with yourself where you're able to Just accept who you are and you don't have any insecurity. Like, it sounds really cliche, but looks really don't matter. Like, you know, I, when I, I've, I've been in love like a few times in my life. um, And the people that I've loved when I was with them, like, I really didn't care what they looked like. I can say that quite honestly. Looks matter in the early stages of dating. I will not lie about that but not in a sense of perfection, more just like, you know, like, there's little things you prefer, like, I like someone to smell good, you know, I like someone to- Oh, I love a good smell. Love a good smell, yeah. <laughs> love, a good love a good smell. Love a good sniff, yeah, um, but, yeah, it, it's it's really true what you're saying, like, you don't- It. But then we- we still project this idea onto ourselves like to an extent and we're like oh I need to feel perfect I need to feel good but then I have this idea in my head right that if someone is really like looking after you and treating you well that helps with your confidence in general like when I was much younger when I was like you know in my teens I did have exes that you know trashed my body and Undermined me and said nasty things about me. Like mm. you know, I've I've had some people say some really awful things. Like you know, I I had one guy tell me that I needed to go on a diet to gain weight, and that you know my you know my ass was rubbish, and that I wasn't sexy, and that I was disgusting, and that he was embarrassed to have slept with me. And of course, that was rooted to other issues, like to do with him, and it wasn't about me, but for years I was like right I need to make a huge effort or I'm not going to be loved but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that love doesn't involve that like that is separate from love you know love is love is a sharing of energy and connection and it's not about what you look like and it's not about you know whether you can do a great like you're on a great diet or whether you look really sexy it's
1: Oh, exactly, and I also think I also think that the more that you get to know someone, and the more you start to like about their personality, the more attractive they become, anyway. Um, exactly. Which is kind of which is kind of strange because you know you you could be really attracted to someone. Um, I think I think we know who I'm talking about here. I had a little a little relationship um, in. I love that. What, what year was it? Year yes year eight or year nine?
0: With this who I think you're talking about.
1: Yes. Um we we used to go to the park with him. Oh, yeah, we know he had Yeah. Um Good and I because I really like loved his personality and like we got along so well, I found him very attractive yeah. at the time. Whereas now I look i look back on it and i do think that is so not my type anymore yeah. <laughs> like and it's okay like to think that because i think when you, when you are um attracted to someone like yeah looks do pl- play a part but it's not all about the looks you can be you can grow more attracted to someone because of the kind of person they are um and in a weird way, you do kind of you do kind of see like little things about them that you do start to find really attractive. I mean, like my my boyfriend Jack, or not, um, but he he's always quite insecure about his height. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um like he thinks he's really short, and I'm just like it doesn't matter I'd, you could be shorter than me taller than me like I don't care we're pretty much exactly the same height and that kind of really makes him a bit insecure but I literally could not care less it doesn't
0: matter does it
1: it doesn't matter just because he's not as tall as many other guys doesn't mean that he's not a stunning person because he is he's okay. a stunning person inside and out and I love him to bits
0: Yeah, I think, I think that also relationships go so much beyond, like more beyond just like sex and that initial attraction, you know, they, they get so much deeper. And one thing I always say is like my favourite part of like, you know, sharing relationships with people is romantic relationships is, you know, the comfortable stage. People say they don't like that, like they love the honeymoon stage. I'm Mm. not a big fan of the honeymoon stage. I like the comfortable, like... Well, when I say honeymoon stage, of course, like, you have different forms of it. I don't like the stage, maybe it's not the honeymoon stage, at the beginning where you're, like, all giddy around each other and you're, like, trying to impress and, like, you're going on loads of dates. I love, like, the spot cream, lying in bed, you know, burping, getting in the takeaway and watching peep show stage. That is, that is my idea of love. Yeah,
1: and this is what I love about my relationship at the minute is the fact that we were like that from day one literally from day one because where I met up with him and um you know just felt like I was hanging out with one of my best friends I just felt so comfortable instantly um the second time that I had ever met up with him in person I had no makeup on I had no makeup on I hadn't really made an effort with what I was wearing I was crying a lot as well because my dog has had just died <laughs> and like Like, we haven't actually been together for very long, but we've gone through so much together that, you know, you you really do realise that there are just so many other things that matter more than, you know, a couple of spots or an extra roll of skin on your belly. It's, It's crazy that as teenagers, you know, that they were, like, our biggest problems... Yeah, and yeah. you do look back when you're older and just think, "Wow, you've got so much more to worry about."
0: <laughs> yeah, taxes, pension but, hands, my gosh, oh just gosh. More. But do you know what? One thing I am like struggling with at the moment is my skin. Like, I don't have. The worst skin and I don't have the best skin me and my skin have been on a bit of a wonky journey I know no. yeah so you, <laughs> you have go for it like I right now it's pretty pretty clear but like I was gonna say earlier
1: actually I think your skin looks incredible
0: <laughs> thank you thank you it's all the stress um <laughs> <laughs> like I and I'm so I you know I might in the near future I might move in with my my boyfriend and One thing I do worry about, and it's so stupid, is like showing him when I have spots, like, why can't I speak, is being around him with bad skin. And I don't know why, I think it's just because it's on my face, I just hate it. Like I feel so anxious and like, my skin's been good for a while, but I have had acne in the past, you know, when I was on the pill and that kind of thing yeah and i I just get quite anxious about it, and you know I'm very pale, you know, I've got quite a lot of little scars, which i I have learned to really love and really like about myself, and like mm. I know he loves loves me no matter what, and I know he thinks I'm you know he tells me I'm the most beautiful girl in the world, and all of the nice stuff that you know you wanna hear and i it's lovely, but I still feel anxious and yeah. I don't know i I just can't envision like being okay with him seeing me on a really bad skin day like
1: I know what you mean really i mean bad. i i'm not too i'm not really too bothered um about that. I always make a comment and say oh my my skin looks really bad today sauces babes <laughs> um <laughs> and you know but i i've i've been um very comfortable in my own like natural skin for so long now um I hardly ever wear makeup um just as not even by choice um well actually it is a choice like I don't I don't wake up and think oh I need to put makeup on I'll put it on if I want to put it on Um, And if I can't be bothered, I will happily leave the house without any makeup on. And I'll happily have my boyfriend see me with no makeup on. Like, I'm sitting here talking to you right now and I've got no makeup on. But but I don't... Stunning. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't care. But um, like what you were saying about spots being one of your insecurities, um, I get excess um, facial hair that has been getting really bad um, over the past couple of years, um, that people people have made comments about it and I am very insecure about it. Um, and I think that's the one thing that I am a little bit insecure about around like my boyfriend. like I don't like him to see it. He knows that I've got it, he knows that I grow it. Um, and, and he's, he's fine completely fine with it. And, and he has and he has seen it as well. Like he has seen it um, because I will literally get rid of my hair one day and it will be back the next day. It's very bad. Um, I am actually looking into getting, I am looking into getting like laser hair removal surgery for it. Um, Surgery, is that the word? (laughs) Just laser hair removal. (laughs) Laser hair removal. Um, But again, that's just like a personal choice. Like I'm not doing it because I'm bothered about everyone else seeing it I'm doing it because I don't like it on my face (laughs) Um,
0: I feel like that though.
1: yeah and like I've obviously I am uncomfortable with people seeing it because I don't want them to point it out but I'm also very open about the fact that I have got it I've told all my customers that you know most mornings I do wake up with a beard and I've got to shave it off but like it's just a personal thing I just don't want it on my face but I'm not ashamed of it because yeah. it's part of who I am it's part of my medical condition I can't help it like it's just something that happens to me
0: yeah I think it's also like on the topic of surgery and that kind of thing like I always find this topic really difficult to navigate in my mind morally because I like I think I think that surgery can, cosmetic surgery in particular, can be an issue on the whole because, like, there's an argument to be made that, like, women should be able. So, in relation to, like, you know, your facial hair, like, women should be able to just feel comfortable with their facial hair. They shouldn't have to, like, have it removed. But then again, like, we're not in a society where you can just be completely comfortable. So, why should you have to suffer? Why can't you go and do something that will make you feel better? And I think the same thing applies, you know, Things like nose jobs, like I've I've known friends of mine that have had to get like stuff done for their health, and then I have friends of mine that have had just surgery because actually they're they're depressed with the way that society yeah. makes them feel. And should we have to like penalise people that choose to have you know those procedures done when we're not we're not yet in a safe enough place for them to exist mm-hmm. with those things? without feeling judged, like it's a two way. I
1: think my my opinions on surgery, um, like any type of surgery, whether that's, you know, something as little as having a bit of Botox, um, to, you know, having a full kind of like body modification done, like, you know, um, full on like boobs, bum, everything. It is all down to if you genuinely want it and do you want it for you or do you want it for someone else if you want it for someone else you don't want it yeah and that's quite hard to hear for some people but trust me if you don't want it for yourself if you want it to impress someone else you don't want it because you shouldn't you shouldn't be getting um cos uh can't speak today um, you shouldn't be getting cosmetic surgery or any type of surgery to make someone like you or to change someone's opinion of you it should be because it's what you want so like for example like i said before my boyfriend actually really likes my boobs he he thinks my boobs are perfect they are perfect but i still want them done i still want them done because i don't like them yeah. And I'm obviously yeah. not getting them done for him because he loves them the way they are.
0: Yeah. yeah but yeah. I want them done because I don't like them. But then in response to that, I, yeah, I, I fully see your point. But I do think it's a lot to expect of other people when we say, well, you need to know the difference because, you know, brains, brains are complicated. And the way that we respond to things can be quite harrowing. And, you know, we have a tendency to repress things as human beings or to, you know, um, morally justify our position and i've had times mm. in the past where i thought i'm doing something for me but actually i am doing it for society navigating yeah. through that it can be really tricky and it can be really hard and like you know i think
1: yeah definitely i just what i what i meant to say was what i said might have come across a bit harsh um i still yeah. stand by what i said Unfiltered um, because, you know I still stand by what I said Um, my opinion is my opinion if you don't like it well listen to someone else's but um, I just don't I just feel that you should have surgery because you want the change not because someone else wants the change or you think that it will make someone give you a compliment or you know because at the end of the day if you were to get your boobs say you were to get your boobs done because your your boyfriend really wants you to have big boobs they will turn around and go oh yeah they're great but then after that they don't care (laughs) they don't care it's just an like an instant gratification for someone else um, they're not going to care in a year's time that you've had this surgery to impress them. They're not going to care that you know you got Botox um, to make your lips look fuller um, in like a year's time. Then it it just doesn't matter. They're not going to look back and think, "Oh, she's such an amazing person. She got Botox for me." She's good. They're going to go, "She's such an amazing person because she's got she's kind." she's genuine, she's lovely, she's warm, she's, you know, they're not gonna love you because you've had surgery and I just think if, if surgery is the option for you and you think it's gonna make you feel better about yourself then go and do it sister, you go and do it and I will support you but don't do it for someone else.
0: So then like, when we look at things like you know toxic social media culture and I won't go into this too much because I do have this planned for another episode but like um like you know how it affects young girls and they see all these like women with plastic surgery who who and you talk about you know people doing it for their partners who do you think is the person to blame in that situation do you think the responsibility the responsibility lies with okay, let's go really traditional, just by example. Of course, loads of different types of relationships can take place, you know, we have, like, people have different sexualities, but let's just look at heterosexual relationships for a second, Mm -hmm. men and women, cis men, cis women, just for the sake of this this discussion. If a guy says to his girlfriend, I really like big boobs, I really bit like big asses, I'm watching a lot of porn and it really turns me on when women have this, he, he doesn't necessarily tell her she needs to change, but he just mm-hmm. implies that. And then she takes it upon herself to go, actually, I'm gonna go and change. Who do you think is responsible for creating, like for adding to a toxic idea? Who do you think is responsible for that? Do you think it's him or her? Um- I don't think it's him.
1: And the reason that I say that is because everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone has um, their own preferences. Um, You know, everyone has their own preferences on what they find attractive. Um, And sometimes it can be healthy to express that. Um, And as long as he wasn't saying it directly, to her as if to say like i'd prefer you if you had this or i'd prefer you if you had that i don't think there's anything wrong in you know saying what you do find attractive about other people Um, but also it's it's not it's not her responsibility or not responsibility it's not her um it's not her fault either because you know you can't no one can help their feelings and no one can help you know feeling a little bit like they're not good enough yeah but you should you should never feel like that um because if say if um this was a real situation this guy is with you because he loves you like he's he hasn't broken up with you because you don't look like this person he obviously loves something else about you and that should count as enough
0: yeah like but you don't need hard. to look yeah you don't it's hard need being a woman though it's hard or even a man it's hard being in a relationship in our society and reminding ourselves of that because I completely agree with you I'm just looking at it from another like perspective like I agree with you wholeheartedly I, I think that's an amazing approach but does everyone have the capacity to take that approach if they if they've been shat on in their lives or if they've been made to feel shit it's so easy yeah. to pick up on it like I think it's easier said than done you know
1: definitely and I mean like obviously there there's been times where I've been sat um been sat with Jack like watching a film yeah and he's gone oh she's so fit and then I've looked at her and, you know, she, she's slim. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. She's got really long, lovely hair, like I used to, but then it all fell out when I went to the hospital. Um, it's it's grown a lot. Um, but, like, and you do, you 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 can't help but look and think, but I'm nothing like that, so why yeah. do you like me? But you do also just have to tell yourself that, yeah he might find this person attractive but he finds me attractive as well and he must find me more attractive because I'm the person that he's with and I'm the person that he's fallen in love with that's great that's fantastic like i i'm a bigger girl and out of all the girls that he could have cho- like chosen to been with
0: he's with me because he loves me is the security of the relationship you're in links to how secure you feel about yourself and it's yeah. a t- thing because you have to be secure in yourself to have a secure relationship and also the secure relationship has to make like does inform how you feel about yourself so it's,
1: it's all a vicious cycle
0: <laughs> yeah or a beautiful cycle though Cycle. Wow. Cycle. Because like in the past we've had relationships where we have felt insecure and we've gone, Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not this person. Like I'm not, I'm not as attractive as that person on TV or I'm not as attractive as, you know, their celebrity crush. And I think Mm. intimacy plays a huge part in how you see yourself in relation to the other person. I mean,
1: I, I'm very open about my celebrity crushes, um, to like my partner and i think it does actually i think it gives him a little bit of an ego boost because my main um crush at the minute is actually someone who looks exactly like him so (laughs) (laughs) uh, because my boyfriend everyone if you've seen stranger things on netflix right my boyfriend looks exactly like hopper okay guys everyone google this now (laughs) he (laughs) looks like jim hopper he is his twin. <laughs> and that is my main crush at the minute. If you don't find him attractive, well, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> We're going to get the listeners Googling this guy now and messaging and asking for pictures of Jack so we can compare. Oh,
1: don't worry. If if this episode does well, I'll post one on Instagram and everyone can go see it. Yeah, I'll I'll do. I'll do um, Hopper and Jack side by side. (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. Do that as a birthday card idea.
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely.
0: I feel like to round up. The main thing that if 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 we can ask our listeners to take away something really vital, well, what would you think it would be in terms of like from teenagehood to adulthood? Like, cause we have a lot of young listeners listening to this podcast, you know, it's 18 plus, but inevitably, you know, Instagram is a, uh, an easily yeah. accessible platform. Like, cause there's going to be people listening that are going through the same things that we went through. And if there's a piece yeah. of advice you could give them, what would it be? Especially, you know, women that aren't totally skinny.
1: Yeah. I, I think the best advice or the best thing to take away from this episode is to just remember that no matter what body shape you have or, you know, what kind of skin you have, what kind of hair you have, however you perceive yourself is so much less important than who you are on the inside, because your body is literally just a vessel. It's a shell. It is a shell And it's your personality that shines through that shell, not your clear skin, not your perfectly flat stomach in quotation marks. You know, it's about who you are as a person. And, you know, if you want to change your body in any way, you are completely free to do so, but make sure that you're doing it for you and not for anyone else. Because at the end of the day, other people's opinions just really don't matter in the world that we're living in now. There is so much more going on and so much more to worry about than, you know, weighing a couple of pounds less or more than your best mate.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today and for being That's all right i've enjoyed open. it open. I know everyone is gonna eat up your words because you're just the most open I've been begging her to be on this for ages and I'm so <laughs> glad that I finally
1: also have. I think a lot of people who haven't spoken to me in a while are probably going to listen to this and be like who is she yeah glow <laughs> up who is this person glow up. exactly <laughs> where does
0: this confidence come from but God, I love it Ari. I absolutely love it and you know To those of you who do know us, I think, I hope you can take something away from this in terms of looking at how, you know, we've changed so much over the years. And to those of you who don't, I hope this is an accurate representation, you know, from two women on very different opposite ends of the spectrum sharing (laughs) their stories and insecurities happen. And do you know what, you get through it and you do find love within yourself and within, you know, romantic relationships and you will get there. And just trust the process of growing up. Adulthood is weird and scary and difficult, and it never stops being like that. But the more well, that's wonky. It's wonky. It, it's wonky. <laughs> it is wonky. And it accept the fact that you know you're gonna have wonky parts and you're not gonna love everything about yourself 24-7. But I feel like Ariana is a wonderful representation of someone that has accepted where she is. And that is so attractive. Like hell yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> contagious energy. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for that. It's a wonderful way to boost back into the cycle of episodes. Um yeah, this has been really raw and like a really wonderful conversation to have. So thank you.
1: You're welcome anytime. Hopefully I'll be back
0: one day. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. But yeah, for now, thank you. My name is Emily. Um, If you want to see more of our content, you can follow us on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Um, We are currently launching ourselves on uh, Apple Podcasts as well, so we should be available on there. Um, I know some of you have managed to access us through there. Not sure how, but we're not actually technically linked, so I need to sort that one out. Um, And as always, you can email us at wonkyadultpod at outlook.com thanks guys bye